0: This summer, return to a real hot spot. I know a place where the four of us can go. and Meet new people. (laughs) Breathe fresh air. Enjoy water sports. Fall in love. I love you. (laughs) Bring the kids. Come back. The insanity continues. Meatballs Part 2. Rated PG. Now playing at a theater near you. Welcome to E-Society Podcast. Yo, yo, what's up everybody? Nez back, E-Society Podcast. Summer flicks continues. And tonight I am coming at you with the 1984 summertime, summer camp comedy, Meatballs Part 2. Camp Sasquatch will be bought out and closed unless owner Coach Giddy wins the boxing competition scheduled For the end of the summer, tough city punk Flash, who's performing his community service time at the camp, is the coach's best hope. Flash reluctantly offers to help and so must use his raw sparring talents to get a motley group of adolescent misfits into fighting shape. While also trying to win the heart of pretty Cheryl. All right, I don't know who wrote that synopsis, but that's, like, far. Well, it's kind of like it, but I, I don't know. I don't even know if they even watched the movie, but okay. Um, IMDb, what do they say? Second in the series, a meatball of meatball movies, a group of kids attempt to save the summer camp. That's a, that's a financial failure. Okay, that's a little more like it, I guess. Uh, this was directed by Ken... Weederhorn? Weederhorn? I think it's Weederhorn. And this stars a bunch of people that were big in the 80s. Uh, like this gentleman, Richard Mulligan. He's Coach Giddy. Hamilton Camp as Colonel Bat Jack Hershey. A John Mangetti as Armand Flash Carducci. The beautiful Kim Richards as Cheryl. Archie Hahn as Jamie. Misty Rowe as Fanny. Ralph Seymour as Eddie. Tammy Taylor as Nancy. John Larkett as Lieutenant Felix Foxglove. Uh, Jason Harvey as Steve. Scott Nem- Nemes uh, as Butterball. Chad Cheats as Ted. Scout, or Scott Stout as Barry. Paul Stout as Larry. And a bunch of other people. Uh, this also stars the great the late and great Paul Rubens alright um we got the news this morning that Paul Rubens had passed away uh, I believe it was from cancer and he kind of just kept it uh, to himself and then um there was a post this morning on Instagram and I uh, was saying that uh he was I don't I'm not sure if he had passed at the time when they posted that, but it said that they were had to say their goodbyes to him. So I, I don't know. I'm sure he he passed away shortly after that. But the great Paul Rubens, everybody knows him as Pee-Wee Herman and the ton of things that he has done throughout uh TV, movies. Yeah, he kinda got into it a little with some with the law and everything. If you guys know uh, Paul Rubens, you know the story. Won't go into it, but he's left us with a bunch of stuff. Um, Pee-wee's Big Adventure is probably one of my all-time favorite movies that that, that was out there. I loved Big Top Pee-wee. I even liked um, Pee-wee's uh, was it Big Holiday, the one that's on Netflix, uh, mm-hmm. as well as Pee-wee's Playhouse and the Pee-wee Herman Show. That was the first time that I saw Pee-wee Herman and. Uh, bunch of movies that he has been in he's done a lot of voice work uh for tv series uh i think video games as well i'm not really sure but yeah paul rubens is in this film and he plays uh, albert he is the well in the beginning of the film he's the bus driver i mean i, I love how this movie begins because um but i mean before i dive into it i'm not gonna run through it scene by scene um, the, the camp who's run by coach giddy can camp, camp Sasquatch is on the verge of closing because they're just not getting, uh, I, the camp looked packed to me, but I guess they're just, um, I don't know. And the synopsis said it was a financial failure, but I, I don't think so. Um, the lake is shared with a, uh, a military camp. Uh and it's uh, run by uh, Colonel Bat Jack Hershey, Hamilton Camp. And he basically wants to take over the whole lake so he can turn it into a, basically a little military base for summer summer camp kids. Because his camp is run like it's an, uh, a military camp. They're carrying around M16s or doing drills and marching and running and all that over there on that side of the lake but coach giddy his camp Camp Sasquatch they're just all about having summertime fun um I'm not really sure where exactly where they filmed all this but um and and it just comes with all the 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 mischief of of summer camp this one kind of threw a little wrench in it uh real I was like wait what's happening here um but yeah, Flash, he is he is uh, a juvenile. He I said I don't think he's probably 17 uh 17 or 18, but I this but he was kind of doing his run-ins with the law, but his uh community service was to go be a camp counselor at this camp. So that's why he's there. And uh, Kim Richards um, I wasn't really sure. Was she a camp counselor or was she a, a, a camper? Um, I, I wasn't really sure because, <laughs> but, um, so yeah, so basically the the two camps are battling for the lake, and at the end of the summer, um, they have a, uh, competition called Champ of the Lake. Basically, they were, it's a boxing match, and they're gonna, um, Fight for winner takes all because uh, Coach Giddy and the Colonel they do kind of come up to an agreement. They're like, look, whoever wins this boxing match gets all the rights to the uh, lake. Because um, uh, the Colonel was trying to get the rights away because I guess uh, some natives they don't they don't say what tribe uh, have the rights to the lake and they're basically just letting these two camps share it. But I guess they're willing to i guess the colonel' getting ready to just grease the palms of the local tribe uh so they can get the lake uh first of all, that would not happen because natives would not give up their rights uh their to their to their lake I mean water is sacred everyone so but it's a movie uh meatball's the first film this doesn't have anything really to do with that one I mean that one was awesome. Of course, we all know that one with uh, Bill Murray. And I love that movie. That movie was hilarious. That one came out in 1979. And it's a classic. I mean, I, I love this that film. But this one has nothing to do with uh, the first film. Because I think the first film was, was a little more serious. Yeah, it had its comedy and everything. But then there was that... Um, that story with uh, that one young gentleman. What's his name? Uh, his name was Rudy. He um he was going through some stuff, and uh, uh, trip. Bill Murray was kind of helping him along uh, with it uh, to get through it all, and just kind of just be friendly and open up at summer camp. But anyway, that that's another. Maybe next summer I'll, I'll go backwards and and do the the first meatballs. Uh, but this one. I already had this one planned out that I was going to do it uh, before we heard the news of the passing of Paul Rubens. So um, I guess it's only right that I that I do this film in in honor of Paul Rubens. Again, he left us with a ton of stuff. I mean, it was like a part of my childhood um, passed away. I mean, we're all getting older. We're all going to go at some point, but. I mean, we I try to live my life the best I can and cuz I, I want to see my grandsons grow up uh to be older. I mean, my grandfather uh both of my grandfathers they um they were able to at least meet my wife. Um they didn't get to meet uh, any of, of my kids. Um uh, my grandmother's still alive and they've met uh, she's met all of them so but um so yeah, I mean Paul Rubin's passing just kind of floored me this morning. It wasn't how I wanted to start my day, uh, my work day, because I was just watching a bunch of things about him. Uh, I was watching this, uh, this uh, his panel that he did at New York Comic Con back in 19, or uh, 2019. Um, it was, he was just telling a bunch of stories. I'm, I'm not really sure why he was there, but he had a panel, and he was just answering everyone's questions and just telling all these stories about his career. Um, but yeah, I mean, Ball Rubens is in this film, but he's like, he's not one of the main uh, stars in it. I mean, I believe at this time, he, I, don't, he, I think he was doing the Pee Wee thing, but I don't think he, it was as big as it was by the time uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure came out. Because if I look at his, he's got a hundred and twenty-two uh, film credits. Um let me see. Expand below. All right. His Okay, I remember the Pee-wee Herman show. That wasn't that came out in 1981. And then he just did some other comedy things. And Pee Wee's Big Adventure came out in eighty-five. He did Big Top Pee-wee in eighty-eight. Uh there was a Christmas Pee-wee's Playhouse. I remember that. Then the actual T- Pee Wee's Playhouse TV series. and went from 1986 to 1990. And then he just popped in uh, to things here and there. And I believe the last uh, movie he did was uh, Pee Wee's Big Holiday. You can watch that on Netflix. That one came out in 2016. He did do a uh, the Pee Wee Herman show on Broadway. Uh, that was in 2011. I wish I could have gone to it. Um, I I was following him on Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it now. But back then it was Twitter and he was always, uh, out and about in Times Square and going, Hey, tweet. Hey, I'm standing right here. I have two, a pair of tickets. If you want to come see the show and meet me, I was just like, man, I would really would have loved, uh, to see that. But all the stuff that I seen Pee Wee in, uh, was, was awesome. He also did, um a bunch of other things like I said and I do remember him um in like the Cheech and Chong movies I believe he was in two of them um I I jumped ahead on that his career started in 1968 and he just did a bunch of TV stuff okay he was in Blues Brothers he had a a scene in that he was a waiter Uh, Cheech and Chong's next movie he did 1980 and then he did um uh, nice dreams in, in 1981, and then I think that's when uh, the the okay the first time I saw his Pee Wee character was in um, Cheech and Chong's next movie because he does he's playing himself working at a um at a hotel he's like the 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 desk guy and then he uh, later on in the film he's Pee Wee Herman he's doing his stand up stuff and then. Uh, I, I don't want to say that was the very first thing or very first time we saw Pee-wee, but that was the first time that I had seen him. I didn't realize who he was going to be until much later on when the Pee-wee Herman show came out. I was like, oh, cool. Uh, if you guys haven't seen that, definitely check it out. It's on YouTube uh, so you can watch the whole it's a, a live stage show. It was more geared towards an older crowd. Um, it, it He's not cussing or anything if, as far as I can remember. But I think when once he took or when he really did the Pee Wee character is when he was gearing it more towards uh, uh, the younger crowd. But anyway, um, I'll get uh, to Pee Pee-wee, to Pee Wee's Big Adventure uh, eventually. Um, but uh, Meatballs too. Yeah, he was just kind of just hanging out <laughs> there. He was doing this thing and everything because in the beginning of the film he's the bus driver and he is just hauling ass down the road, in this uh, song, not, no, are you ready for the summer from the first film? It's summertime something, I can't remember the name of the song that was jamming, but he's driving, and everyone's uh, hooting and hollering, having a good time on the bus, and he's trying to tell everyone to shut shut up, and then he like gets out of his driver's seat, he goes, you guys better be quieter, I'm gonna kill us all! <laughs> so, but, and he's got one of those uh, leather pilot hats on or like uh, cover ups from the back from those guys that r- flew around in those B-52 bombers, uh, those kind of those kind of hats. <laughs> um, and then there's a while they're driving to camp. Here comes this kid uh, in a wheelchair. Uh, it's like a high powered real wheel- wheelchair. Uh, I think that was David Hollander. He played Tommy. He comes hauling ass. He's got like a, a helmet on, like a motorcycle helmet. And his his wheelchair is just Wah! hauling ass, going faster than the bus. And then uh, one of the counselors that's on the, um, Jamie, the guy that's on the bus with uh, Albert, uh, Paul Rubin. He's like, Can you just slow down, slow down. He goes, No way. He goes, I gotta keep up with him. He's probably got like a whatever, whatever size engine under that thing. He goes, Man, I could take it. So he's like hauling ass racing the guy on the wheelchair. <laughs> then they get to the camp, and this is when we we meet uh, everyone. Um so but yeah, uh in between everyone, just kids being kids having fun time at camp. <coughs> Oh, excuse me. Sorry, a little bit of driving dust. Um. And so yeah, it's it's just camp, and everyone's having fun. And then we do see the story between the two, the the Coach Giddy and the Colonel. And then the the movie took a a weird turn, and it turned into a sci-fi film. This is just me remembering it. the The very first time I seen the film. I was kind of like, wait a minute, what, what, what's happening here? Um, we see a a flying saucer flying over the camp at night, and we see two parents and a and a little alien. Uh, we have no idea what their names are, but a alien comes to camp. And me remembering the very first time I saw this, I was like, "What? What the hell is this?" I mean, I didn't, I didn't know what the hell was happening in it. So I was like, uh, "Okay, I mean, who eats his own?" <laughs> the The guy that played Meathead was uh, Felix Silla, I think that's his name. He was a, a little person, and I don't know if if he did the voice. It was probably someone else, but. And that's, yeah, I was like, okay. And they dropped, his parents dropped him off at this camp to go to summer camp. And and I was like, is he just going to slide right in and fit in with everyone? He kind of just hides out. Uh, and the um, the uh, boys, the, the little young guys, um, little campers, they, they find him. And they don't. They're like, who are you? And then they don't know what he is. One of the guys walks up to him and goes, me, Ted. And then what's your name? And he's like, me, Ted. And they're like, what did he say? He goes, I think he said meathead. And he goes, well, meathead is what he said. So they just start calling him meathead. So I was like, okay. Um, But uh, it was kind of like. I mean, I love the movie now, but like i said i'm I'm going back to the very first time that I saw this, so I was like oh okay this this is this is how we're going uh in it, but uh yeah flash uh Armand Carducci he is buddying up with uh, this guy named Eddie he's probably another little uh, little local ruffian, and uh Armand or flash he's uh, at the time the typical Italian bad boy. Uh, with the white shirt and the the marble reds or whatever he smokes, and uh, the way he talks and everything goes. Yeah, you guys all just better listen to me and all this. He's all Mr. Rough and duff but he does he does uh get a little um. Now I would not say falls in love, but he does. He sees Kim Richards' character Cheryl, and he's kind of like, oh hey, what's up, and all this. So, but. But yeah, but Coach Giddy, he's kind of just wanting uh, Flash to really uh, help him out w- with the camp. But he he has no clue. He just wants to just do his his community service and and get this summer with over with. He doesn't want to do anything. because when they put him in charge of his cabin, he's like, "All right, I don't do problems and I don't do anything." He goes, "You guys just." There's only like two rules and or one rule. Stay out of my business or stay out of my way. He just like yells at him and everything. So all the kids are like, all right, they just kind of leave him alone. But again, those kids found Meathead, the the alien, and they're uh trying to hide him. They hide him in these porta potties and then he uh it's raining really hard and then he gets scared and then he comes into their into their cabin. Oh, they're like, all right, well you just need to hang out here. So I guess that's how he's gonna spend his whole summer just hiding and everything. But then we see Flash and he's trying to get on Cheryl. Um Coach Giddy is training uh his guy, um what the hell was his name? Boomer. Played by Joe Nip 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 Nippo. Nip, 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 I don't know how to say his last name. He's uh, in the uh, in the gym, and there's a big, huge boxing ring in there, so he's boxing, and then we got all the girls over there doing their aerobics, and Flash is trying to hit on Cheryl, and she's she ain't having it, and her friend, uh, what was her name, I think it was Tammy Taylor was her real name, but her name is Nancy, she's like, come on, Cheryl, just stay away from this asshole, so... He's kind of just looking, looking around, and Coach Giddy's like, "Hey, you wanna, you wanna come in and help?" And he's like, "Nah," because I'm just here, hanging out. But then uh, Boomer, he's, uh, he's like real stupid. He, he's a big, he's a tall guy, in shape, and everything. But he's just that, that that type of guy. He kept calling Flash crazy name like Bash and Crash and Mash and stuff like that. But he's really athletic. And, uh, flashes, he he sees that Cheryl and all the girls are watching. So he jumps in and starts sparring with Boomer, but then he's just roughing and tough and he's street style. I mean, straight out of Brooklyn, I would say. And, uh, he, uh, beats up a Boomer and then he kind of leans over to get the girl's, uh, attention and he's looking at him and Cheryl's just kind of giggling. But then Boomer comes up behind Flash and toosh, knocks him out. And then he goes, Duh. Didn't anyone tell you that boxing and bros don't mix? I'm not exaggerating. If you've seen the film, that's how he how he talks <laughs> and everything. But so yeah, with that love story, the kids trying to hide the aliens, all these kids, the guys are having fun. And of course it's summer camp. You gotta throw in uh, this is PG. There's no, there's no sexy time or, or nudity, and there is one little nudity scene in it, but not, not really. It's a guy that flashes uh, another guy. <laughs> so so uh, the mission of these girls, um, Nancy and uh, and the rest of uh, the girls in her cabin, they want to. Uh, they said they kind of made a pact that against. Or uh before the summer's over, Cheryl's gonna see a pinky. And pinky, you can you you know what those are. I mean, yeah, did we all try to just make out with chicks and all that when we were going to summer camp? Of course we did. Uh did we ever? Almost. But no. <laughs> uh mostly like I was just hugs and all that and everything. And a and a peck on the cheek. But anyway. Um so that's pretty much what's going on in the movie. But uh, and then the shenanigans that happens in it and when we get to the um uh, to the champ of the lake. I mean, Colonel Oh, uh, what's his name? John Lercett in this. He's a Lieutenant Foxglove. Um and he's a, a gay gentleman, but he's trying to hide it. But the, the way he dresses and his mannerisms and everything and he's got a little lisp every now and then. And the colonel, he's just stupid, and he doesn't realize that uh, Lieutenant Felix is gay. Um, different times in the eighties, everyone. But I mean, they didn't. He he wasn't really flamboyant or anything, but you you can tell. Well, the audience can tell, but everyone else in the movies it seems to be stupid and, and can't tell. <laughs> so, but <laughs> so yeah, so the. Um, they do find out uh, that who uh, who the box is going to be, Boomer. So uh, the Colonel, they get um, what's the name? It Was uh, Anthony Kiedis is dead. Uh, he was in this. He was um, I assume one of the teacher or no one of the the soldier guys uh, over there. I'm trying to find his name. I I can't. I can't find it. Um, is this him? Let me see. Might be him. I'm not really sure. I remember him in uh, Lethal Weapon. He was one of the guys in the Christmas tree. A uh, lot. No, that's not him. Anyway, so he sent him over with a bunch of uh, little soldier guys to go and uh, kidnap Boomer. Or beat him up. But so, yeah, they, they end up going over there, to sneaking over to the camp at a, a secret night mission, and they beat up Boomer and break his arm. So he, he can't fight. So Giddy's like, oh, man, I think we're going to lose. But then he kind of um, convinces Flash uh, to do it. Um, oh, no, wait a minute. Flash never agrees to it, uh, to do it. But... Um, I'm trying to get to oh I think oh gosh I can't remember I think he did agree I just watched this and I already forgot it I believe he agrees to to do it and then uh the colonel and them find out that um Oh no 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 they were supposed to kidnap Boomer but they ended up kidnapping uh Flash uh, instead, and then when flash wakes up, he is um over he's over at the the military camp. it's called Camp Patton. He's over there and he kind of just wakes up uh everybody at Camp Patton's over at camp Sasquatch and they because they're gonna watch the the champ of the lake uh boxing match, so I assume nobody's at that base, so he kind of wakes up, doesn't know where he's at, and he's kind of naked or he's they don't show him naked. Um, but he's uh walking around, he's trying to find something to wear. Uh, I don't know why they stripped him of his clothes, but okay. <laughs> so he goes into um, uh, Lieutenant Foxtrot's uh room and then he opens up the closet and he's got all these dresses and, and all kinds of stuff. So he's like, he needs something to wear, so he puts on this black, uh, I don't know, evening gown or or whatever, and then he makes his way. Uh, back over to the camp, and uh, they just think uh, they're w- trying to find Flash, and they have no idea where he's at. Uh, the The guy that um, who was representing Camp Patton was a uh, Mad Dog. He was a boxer, and uh, Mad Dog is Donald Gibb, aka the Ogre from <laughs> Revenge of the Nerds, and. What the hell was his name in Bloodsport? Uh, Brian and I did Bloodsport. Bloodsport. Jackson uh, was his name. <laughs> he, he's in this. He's Mad Dog, and he 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 was big in the eighties. Uh, he was he was in everything. Sometimes he was just a background character, or or the extra muscle, or something. And I mean, we all know him as Ogre. Uh, in it, in the Revenge of the Nerds films, I think he did the first two. I was, I think he did the one of the other sequels, but I can't really remember. But Jackson, if you guys remember Bloodsport, he was awesome uh, in that. So, but when Flash gets back over to to the gym where where the boxing match is, he's wearing that black dress. He comes in and is like, "All right, man," he goes, "like just put the gloves on." So then we get into this uh, boxing match. And Mad Dog is just ready to kill uh, Flash. But uh, Flash is holding their own. Uh, Albert, uh, Paul Rubens, he's the ref. And it's just a boxing match. And Ogre, he's oh, he's only Ogre to me, everyone. But he's Mad Dog in this. He's just swinging wildly. Uh, Flash is ducking and dodging. And they're all just hooting and hollering. Um, what's his name? Oh, wait, let me, let me go back a little bit. Uh, Meathead. Uh, Flash is um, sitting in there, his cabin, and uh, he's in there summer camp. You got to throw in a little drug usage. So he's in there smoking a joint, and uh, Meathead comes walking in. He can uh, walk through walls and everything. So when Flash is sitting there puffing, he sees Meathead walk in, and he thinks he's, like, hella high. So he's like, "Whoa, whoa, what the hell? And he's standing there and he goes, man, he like looks at the joint and he throws it away. The meathead's got, I don't know, space powers. So he stops it. He catches it in midair. He gets it. He takes a hit of it. And then his eyes turn red. Then he floats up in the air. Then he comes back down. And then one of the kids comes in and flashes like, can you see him? And they're like, yeah. And he goes, you guys know about this? And they're like, yeah, man. How long has he been here? I don't know, about a week. So Flash is really cool. He's kind of like just, all right, and you know what? Just make him sure he stays in here. So anyway, back to the Champ of the Lake fight match. Um, the, the, the the match kind of goes on really long, and, and Flash is getting beat up. Uh, Mad Dog is getting beat up. <laughs> but one of the scenes was a so funny. Um, Mad Dog punches uh, Flash and he goes sliding out of the ring into the crowd. He slides out into the uh, cloud a couple times because then there's another time where he gives him an uppercut and Flash goes flying over the top rope and into the crowd. (laughs) Uh, He doesn't have any spankies on because he's laying there with his legs spread open and there's a dude holding up his legs looking uh, uh, down his dress. (laughs) So... (laughs) Uh, Flash gets back in the ring, and he gets knocked out, and he just, out cold, out on his back. Um, Meathead is there watching the uh, the match, so he kind of, uh, he uh, does his little space powers, and Flash, he makes a Flash stand up, and then Flash is there, and then Mad Dog's looking at him, and then Mad Dog goes after Flash and then next thing you know, Flash is levitating in the sky and he's floating around. And it's goofy, it is dumb, but I love it. I mean, at times you could see the strings. (laughs) Uh, There's some derogatory statements being said by the colonel calling him a fairy and stuff like that. And uh, John kids laughing. He's kind of getting mad because he's like, do not tear that dress. Uh, he's yelling at Flash. <laughs> uh, but Flash kind of sees that Meathead is, is the reason for him flying around. So he's flying around over Mad Dog and hitting him in the head and punching him in the face and, and everything. And it's it's goofy, but it's funny. Uh, Colonel starts looking around and he notices Meathead and then he's like aliens and then he goes over there and he's trying to uh stop Meathead so the fight can can continue. Uh for some reason he's carrying around a live grenade in, in his pocket <laughs> so he he pulls a fan he's going to uh blow up Meathead but uh with uh, the kid in the wheelchair um what the heck was his name uh Tommy he sees the colonel and he gets up he can walk a little, but he just uses his wheelchair um he kind of staggers over and he's holding on to the to the bleacher. They're under the bleachers, and the colonel's getting ready to uh blow basically kill everybody uh, on that side of the room with a grenade so he can win uh movie everyone um but uh Tommy goes over there and kind of uh swats the grenade out of his hand. And he falls down, but then uh, it makes a noise and um, Meathead sees it. So he looks down there and he does his little space powers and the grenade starts floating in the air. And it, the colonel goes running outside and then it chases him and around the corner. Then it blows up and doesn't kill the colonel, but he kind of gets blown up too. Um, back inside, the fight continues. Flash is back on the ground. But uh, they're both worn out, but he ends up uh, uh, tiring out Mad Dog, and then he just starts going in for the kill and then knocks him out. And that's the end. The uh, Camp Sasquatch is the champ of the lake, and they get all the water rights uh, from the natives. Uh, This part was funny. Mad Dog is laying there on the ground, kind of knocked out, but he starts to come to and get up. Flash walks over to the side where his camp is, and he's hooting and hollering with his hands in the air. Uh, Mad Dog comes up behind him, starts staggering over, and then he falls, and he grabs uh, the, the black dress and pulls it off. And again, Flash is completely naked under there, no spankies. And he's standing there with his hands up naked, and uh, all the girls went, now that's a pinky. And then he gets all embarrassed, covers himself, and then uh, that's it. We see, him, we go outside and we see uh, the colonel. Uh, he's alive, but he's all bandaged up and neck brace and everything and uh, all of that. So it, it's goofy and everything. But then we go to Meathead and he is saying his goodbyes to everybody because uh, he's going home. Uh, his parents come and get him and then they fly off. Into space. Um, Everybody's uh, out by the buses. uh, Saying their goodbyes to one another. Cheryl and Flash are kind of saying goodbyes to each other. Getting their, exchanging their numbers and everything. And then Cheryl kind of grabs Flash. And they end up making out for a bit. And then everyone gets on the bus and heads home. And that's pretty much uh, your movie right there. So the movie's goofy and everything. Uh, I love it. It It is what it is. Uh, it was just pure 80s uh, cheese, 80s goodness. I, I love the film. It, it's funny. I watch it uh, from time to time. When I saw that it was on you know, YouTube uh, Premium, uh, I watched it a few times on there. And I have the Blu-ray. Or not the Blu-ray, the, um, the DVD. I, I bought it like last year or something. Because I had it on VHS, but I don't have a VHS player anymore. But there's a lot of other shenanigans that goes on in this film, and it's it's just a little goopy, a goofy camp movie. But it it's funny. I mean, I enjoy it. Uh, it is it is a good watch. But it, the again, the first time I saw that saw it, the whole alien aspect of it kind of threw me off a little bit. Like, why are you going this route? But whatever. I mean, it is he served a meathead served his purpose. Uh, In the film. So, but I really love the Meatballs poster. Uh, It says, The Insanity Continues, Meatballs Part 2. This was put out by TriStar Pictures. Um, I remember when the movie came out. Again, I didn't see it in the theater, I didn't see it until it hit uh, HBO or whatever. But I remember uh, when we used to get the papers in the morning and then on like Friday when they'd have the advertisements for all the movies that were out. I remember taking uh, that picture of this, of the poster, and hanging it on my wall uh, in my room when I was a kid. Because, but so much I loved this film. loved it back in uh, 84, and I'm Love It in 2023. But, all right, everyone, that's going to be the end of this episode. Again, this episode is dedicated to the late and great Paul Rubens. Um, thank you so much. Uh, Pee Wee for all the stuff you did in your career. Uh, the stuff that I grew up, uh, watching that you were in. I mean, I, I, ha- I own pretty much all the movies you're, you you were in. Um, he was even awesome in that one movie with Johnny Depp blow when he was one of the, the drug dealing guys in it, or he was the, one of the vampires in my, uh, Buffy, the vampire slayer, the movie, not the TV show. And uh, he was also a a movie we covered not too long ago, right before um, The Flash came out, when we were doing uh, Michael Keaton Batman's movies. Tim Burton directed those first two. And Pee-wee was, or Paul Rubens, was in Batman Returns. He was um, Mr. Cobblepot. Or was it Oswald? Yeah, the Penguin. He was his dad. So, but... Yeah, again, Meatballs Part 2, check it out. Uh I'm sure it's streaming other places, not just on YouTube. But again, uh Paul Rubens, thank you so much for everything. Rest in peace. Uh you will you will be missed. And thank you f- for all the stuff you left behind for us to still enjoy your work. And with that, everyone, please be safe out there. Uh, if you've gone to summer camp, cool, man. Uh let me know uh what you guys What you guys did and what camp you went to I went to a bunch of summer camps And I had a blast every single time That I went Um, My kids I tried to get them to go to summer camp But they just did not care (laughs) So with me I'm glad I went I went like every summer Uh, Like the last episode I went to summer school all the time And also I went to summer camp Plus I went out to my grandma To spend some time A few weeks out on the res But anyway all right, everyone that is it Come back Next time, I think I got two more episodes of this summer series. So, uh, I think this is the third one that I'm dropping. But so, alright, just come back for more. So, until then, uh, please be safe out there and party on.